0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Babylon Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to taking a look at the inner workings, discussions, and shenanigans involved with making one of the world's most powerful, beautiful, simple, and open web rendering engines, Babylon JS. My name is Jason Carter, also known as Pirate JC, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. David Katui. Hi, David. Hey. I'm oh, always impressed by your diction, like the the smoothness, like beautiful. It just just kind of flows out. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have a special guest today, David. Oh yeah, we do. Hi, yeah, Thomas. We, tend, we tend to have special guests, but today is a special, special guest.
1: It's probably uh, one initial question that was not on the on our uh, doc. Yeah. Do you have like uh, for it's Pirate JC, it's Delta Kosh, Do we have a something for Thomas, or is it just yeah. Thomas? What's no, it's Tomnik. It's Tomluck.
0: Just Tom Luck.
2: Okay. You're
1: uh, alias at Microsoft.
2: Yes,
0: simple. <laughs> Tom Luck. That's it. Tom Luck. Uh, most people who have engaged in the Babylon community, whether that be an enterprise partner or a community member, has had an opportunity to engage with Mr. Thomas Lucchini. Thomas, thanks for being on the podcast. You have sure. a super, super important role on the team, and we're super pumped to talk about whole, right? it. Very unique. Very, very, very unique. unique. So, for a tiny bit of context, let's keep in mind, the product of Babylon JS is a developer platform. It is not a UI, it mm. is not a traditional product like a, like a PowerPoint or, or a, you know, Apple iTunes or something like that. It is a, a JavaScript it, API. It's an SDK, right? It's an you SDK. Can't... So yeah. to that end, Thomas, why don't you tell everybody, what is your unique role on the team?
2: So I'm the product manager of this, not product, right? Uh, of this <laughs> SDK, <framework>. manager,
0: <laughs> SDK manager, SDK <laughs> manager. Uh,
2: so that makes the role very special uh, because the users of this product are developers. Uh, and when usually a PM is the one um, helping, deciding, driving the features, because it's supposed to talk to the users, which the developer are not always doing, in this case, the people building the platform do even uh, know even better than me what uh, should be built because they are targeting developers. So we, I guess we talk a little bit uh, about this later, but that makes it all very special. I'm here to make things easy um, uh, for the team, right? Bringing a little bit of structure as the team keeps growing. I'm here to um, ensuring we don't forget anything, listening to the different signals from the partners, from the ecosystem and i'm doing something that is maybe a little more classic which is also the uh, communicating on the product like being present uh, outside i was doing a conference in usc here last time so things like this right i have a question yes
1: why the heck and i say the heck because it's a record but i would say something else mm-hmm. why the heck do your english accent is so better than mine
2: I, I came younger. It's all about age, man. And yeah, my it's daughter, all about is, age. I appreciate yeah, that. He was, <laughs> she came one. here at five. I think your daughter, too, she's correcting you, right? Oh, my God. Hey, so, not to brag or anything, but younger.
0: my English accent's pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, that's true. Just, I forgot <laughs> about you every time. Man, your English accent is so good. And it's all it's about all right. age, right? Because you started at zero,
0: right? That's right. Literally. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so Thomas is being humble about his role. He's being incredibly humble because he does oh so much more, which we're going to get into in a minute. But before we do, I actually think it's kind of interesting how you chose to join the team. So I'll walk us back in time just a little bit to say at one point in time, Babylon was, you know, five people or so. And essentially what we did is we thought that there were cool industry trends that were happening. And we also listened to what customers were. I say customers, uh, Babylon community members all the way up to big enterprise companies using Babylon for web experiences, everybody what they were asking for. And we took those two things and we said, let's add this to Babylon. Oh, somebody asked for this. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, this cool thing is happening in the industry. Let's add that as well. And we got to this point where we realized Babylon has grown. We're going to need somebody to come in and actually think strategically about we how, two, we, how we, we grow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And your story, Thomas, uh, of how you kind of joined the team was pretty interesting because you scratched the surface of some 3D earlier in your days, uh, not knowing that you would eventually come back and work on a 3D rendering engine. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, oh, it makes me old. Like 15 years ago, uh, I was uh, in this role where the goal was to promote um, computer science to te- to um, to students, having more people going to computer science and the problem there is very often um, that we it's taught in the um, classes is through math and it doesn't work for everybody, right? It's no. not very exciting. So um, we, we, we decided to do like a little game. Um, so you'd have some algorithm fighting against other algorithms. And to embody those algorithms, we said, oh, let's do little characters. and to make those characters even better, we said, oh, let's do um, Carter in 3D. I want to say we said it's like the team, right? I was just there in the team, but there was, you know, great developer building this. And so, oh, so who are we gonna use for 3D? And uh, Richard at the time you had a great idea. So, oh, there's this guy, he's very good. I, he won a student contest. Uh, let's use him um, to build this um, this thing. So he reached out. We worked with him, uh, and uh, he built some amazing, um, you know. Not just assets, but, you know, uh, rendering. And that's it. And then 15 years passed. And then I, I joined the team. And then I, I just look in the forum, understand the market. And, and see, say, oh, RSP, I know this guy. Oh, he was uh, one of the, I think, number four employee of Unity. So he was one of the creator of Unity. That's why he was good. That's why he was <laughs> building some cool stuff. So... Just Unity to say...
1: is very much tied to our history, right? It's not <laughs> see,
0: see? very without knowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that story. And I think the other thing, too, that's really, really remarkable is uh, for a person who traditionally hasn't done a ton of 3D in their career, have, has brushed with it in the past, but not a tonne. When you started talking to us about the team and we started thinking about needing to grow this, our strategy muscle and how we strategize about where and how we grow and not just be a bit reactive, but be you know thought through, you said, well, if I'm going to be in this world, I need to know something about 3D. And most people there would go, ah, I'm going to go read some documentation or maybe watch a YouTube video, but not Thomas. Thomas decided to recreate his entire apartment in 3D and then create a game of killer Roomba robots chasing uh, around in his apartment. And so you just came one day in an interview, I think, and said, yeah, I made this game with Babylon. And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> so it was uh, it was quite a fun experience to actually see that you're just like, yeah, I tried it out. We're like, you yeah, built was, a game.
2: <laughs> it was it was it was actually really fun because you know I started as a developer, right? and then I went to the dark side of marketing and and um and, it's a uh, product side. management and things like this. but uh, I always was uh, you know attracted in some way in coding, not as you guys who go really deep, right? but I like it. Uh, I just didn't have a lot of time. And then I say, oh, that's the occasion. I have time because it took it took it took a while for the position to open, so I say, oh, I have time, let's let's learn. Uh, I started a Udemy course online, how to do uh, uh, code with Babylon, and it was old stuff, Babylon 3 uh, something. Uh, but, hey, backward compatibility, yeah, right? uh, now I know Still it working. worked. It was working with the latest version of Babylon. And, you know, like those tutorials when you learn something and then there is always a moment where there is something that doesn't work. And because you're learning a new technology, you're like, oh, man, it's, it's slowing you down so much. Everything was working, even those old content. So that was, yeah, that was really awesome. After this, I understood what um, that there was backward compatibility uh, in there. And that was pretty cool. That's Side not. Side
1: note. I met with Thomas in France. We were colleagues before even Babylon GS was even created. He was, was this head
0: before of... or after Nova?
1: It was after Nova. After. I left um, when I joined Microsoft and I was an evangelist, an Internet Explorer evangelist. Thomas yes. was the head of marketing of the evangelist team. So we nice. knew each other already. We went to uh, some cool party together.
2: <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. That's so the, re- the reason I built the game, uh, Jason, is that uh, I wanted really to learn and I also just wanted to get this job because it was uh, it was looking something like uh, very unique. You know, I started discovering the passion in this ecosystem, in the community. The more I was digging, the more I wanted this. Right. So it was, you know, double um, two birds in one stone. Right. Yeah. Like uh, learning and, and uh getting the job, because Gary, when I did the first interview, I said, I can learn fast. He said, yeah, sure, yeah. It's like he always (laughs) say this. Everybody say this. Yeah, sure, yeah. But then, actually, I, I learned, and then when I showed him the code, he liked it, but he went beyond. He uh went he to pc and he showed me some code that i didn't wrote to see if i was not bullshitting right <laughs> and and then i could comment the code because i i, I really did it so it, it, it was it was detail <laughs> i oriented. didn't know that and i didn't that, know yeah, that had to him for this
0: that's so good gary if you're listening you're fired uh no i'm kidding. <laughs> it the opposite
2: it's the opposite he went to the uh, detail
0: that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So let, let's add a little bit of a foundation. I'd love to come back and talk more about who you are and what you do for the team, because it's so incredibly critical to our, our success and kind of what we do. And a huge part of us being able to offer this platform for free is because of some of the world that you do. So just a, a quick bit of context. We've talked about this earlier in episodes, but, you know, uh, the, the, the dev team is employed by Microsoft uh it Babylon js though is a completely open source uh product and and available and owned by the the greater world and community the reason that microsoft invests uh our you know, resources salaries. our yeah yes. uh, our salaries into developing this platform is for two reasons, one, for the goodwill of making sure that uh, you know other developers around the world can can use the GPU on the web more easily, that's one. But the other one, it's not completely altruistic, it's also because they can benefit, the web apps at Microsoft can benefit from this acceleration. And most people don't really have a full glimpse of just how widely Babylon is used inside of Microsoft. It's used so much that it requires a person to manage a portfolio of partnerships with different products across the company. And I know we can't talk about all of them, but Thomas, why don't you talk a little bit about what it's like to just build a pipeline of new partners and manage existing ones and build relationship and all the things that you do that's so critical to keeping this thing funded.
2: Yes, so yeah, one one side, one big side of my of my role is this: is to look at this first, call them first-party banners, right? Uh, and uh, I can talk about a few of them uh, just to make things concrete and real. Uh, of course, there is 3D. Um, so OneDrive, when you uh, want to view an object, uh, uh, you can preview a um, GLTF file, for instance. It's going to be run by uh, by Babylon, so that's OneDrive. In um in um X Cloud um uh, you know the streaming service uh, of uh, Xbox streaming uh, games yeah yeah streaming game on your uh, mobile when you're on your mobile they'll um uh, joystick so the re- it's not 3D it's 2D in this case it's a rendering of the it's actually
1: joystick. 3D but the Z is zero but it's vi- yeah it's always 3D it's,
2: right it's true yeah it's always the engine right yes. um and so um this joystick and this the video stream uh, of the game all this is uh, uh composed uh using uh babylon uh, and some other stuff in teams also the reactions you know when there are like 200 people in a meeting and we see the little hearts and, and and you know thumbs up and things like this this needs to be webgl right because otherwise the performance yeah so this for one svg is enough right but when you're gonna have 500 and then then you're gonna need uh webgl and then we work with them uh, because we're basically we are a uh, layer on top of webgl right we're making it easy to access, um, to tap into the port of the GPU. Um, PowerPoint
1: so, is an excellent example, right? The rendering of PowerPoint on the web.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, PowerPoint on the web. I mean, there are, uh, I think, 57 features um, that are powered by uh, Babylon. Sometimes it's one component we use in multiple product. But overall, uh, we're, we're talking about, yeah, 50 uh, 57 uh, um, 57 features. Uh, and this represents about 130 million um, ME, just to have a, an idea. Most, mostly so, mostly
0: active users, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah for non-Microsoft speakers. So just so that okay. I repeat that with clarity. So because of the fact that Babylon is used across the company in both 2D scenarios with compositing and rendering of 2D assets, plus 3D scenarios, we're actually looking at spinning in 3D. Because of that, because it's used in all these different products, 130 million people every month have an experience that has benefited in some way yeah. from the advancement of this rendering engine.
2: Yeah, And that is, and, that is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And this and, is helping us finding edge cases, right? Uh, oh, on this device, on this configuration, there is this edge case, right? It helps us harden the platform uh, also uh as we built you know gary talked about talked about uh Babylon native but then uh because the platform is more new and is across you know bunch of technologies, there are many complex edge cases and, and bugs to fix so yeah it's helping us a lot um you know finding new features useful feature and also hardening the platform and you know um, um so it's pretty yeah it's, it's pretty fun and it's taking uh, yeah a big chunk of my time to meet with them understand what they want to do stay in touch when then you know usually we have to show them because they don't know we have to convince them at the beginning and you know there's this trust that needs to be built like every relationship and then once we have this then we can help them building new things right and sometimes they reach out sometimes we just we just keep this cadence to uh um to know what they're gonna build and how we can uh we can help them
0: yeah, and it's incredible and I, again I think you're you're being humble in how much you're saying it, but just making sure that that the team and the development of Babylon is aligned with what other partner teams need, both inside of the company, and that's a huge part of what you do. And again, that's the funding that allows us to do this and give it away to the world for free. But you also do the exact same thing for Huge partners and external companies, all the way down to the hobbyist on the forum. Everybody, you help facilitate their voices being heard and even managing relationships in some cases with some key partners across the world.
2: Yeah, that's one of the key role of the uh, of the PM, right? It's uh, to analyze, to gather all the different signals uh, from whatever whoever is using the, the product so we talk about this internally then there are um yeah we um, talk about some little game studios who use our tools who say oh this is great but this is you know could be uh, done differently um some big uh um you know editor of tools um also for 3d tools i uh, like
1: oh, you rotate around the name without saying the name <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> um uh, we have brands. Uh, we have some brands we can, you know, that uh, were in our videos, so we can mention them, like Wayfair, like uh, Target, um, that um, use, you know, a lot of e-commerce. You now we also e-commerce growing. We also those 3D objects being more and more uh, big creators, right? So um, a lot of them in their configurator use um, use Babylon. Um, so it's been.
1: The beauty of that is that whatever contribution whoever make, like let's say this top partner or PowerPoint, they contribute back to the engine, because we work in the open entirely, one hundred percent, nothing is hidden. Like if PowerPoint finds a new optimization, then it's gonna help the hobbyist creating his game because we all work into
2: one single repo, which is public. Yeah. Yes, yeah. From from it's the important. from this discussion to the code, like even when we talk to first party so Microsoft you know, partners, outside partners, we'll, we'll always tell them, okay, when you have a question as you develop, ask on the forum. If it's yep. not really private, just ask. And and so there is this this discussion this this discussion that happens there. And then we can always have ad hoc things, right, if we need, but most of it comes from there. Even the big partners, these big brands, yes. they're still developers. There are still developers doing it. Sometimes we say, oh, hey, oh, by the way, I just developed this. And then we see a great software that just come uh, after three years of development. We just know the alias and the forum, and it's actually a big, big piece yeah, of right. software that comes out, right? Yeah. Um, and it's
1: good It's good goodness, right? Because you can realize that you said that everyone in is a developer, right? And everyone's one actually. It's not as late, late stage capitalism as we could see in uh, some forum or some um, social networks right like we can find people from extremely big brands happy to share their code right and that will be contributed they are not forced to i mean nothing for them to do that it's pure willingness and i can think about one internal partner that should soon be able to share a new feature in babylon that will be benefit for everyone and actually no one forced that partner to do that right so i also appreciate the fact that good attract good
0: yeah, and I think it's important to note as well that like this this living model of the the utopia of open source mm-hmm. it takes effort to create, but when you build that trust, and this is not just the Babylon dev, dev team, this is the Babylon community Great at team. large. Yeah. When you build a trust that everybody truly believes, yeah, we're gonna win together. We're all gonna combine efforts and win together, and the arbitrary walls of capitalism of the companies that we work for, while we respect them, we also look for opportunities of, can I share this with somebody else? Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I think is common, and Thomas, you probably hear this more than anyone, is how many times do we hear people saying, we just want to help 3D be bigger and have its moment. We just want to help people get there. We want 3D to be easier. We want 3D to be more consistent. We want it to be more approachable. Name the thing, and it's not just Microsoft. Everyone is saying the same thing. And we, and that's where this open source thing comes, is where people want to contribute back and say, let's win together. And there's yep. truly some incredible contributions from some incredible companies outside of
2: Microsoft, which is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I think this is something very, well, at least maybe it's not just 3D, but it's, it's very present in 3D, is the passion. a lot compared to some other you know part of the tech industry because uh, and i noticed this when i uh, again when i was getting this job four years ago like you know say oh wow this is very cool like people don't behave like in some other places Mm. like overall people love it and go beyond and go on the weekend because they like it Mm. and i think it's now i understand it's because it's real right i mean we're there is there is a real world and we're trying to make this in, in in 3d and in real time so then uh like no not anymore or less often but when when i was looking at a table or some object i was starting to think okay so how do you do this which extension how gltf right like you're in your room and you say oh that's a nice lighting you know how would we do this (laughs) this type of things like uh, it's very real it's simple to explain right so and then there is another side of 3d it's um animations right i mean jason you know as i'm talking about right all these people doing uh these cartoons this animation They're, of course they're driven by passion right and emotions right so uh and then the last one is what is gaming again like of some course gaming very is a cool stuff right uh so it's people that love to do this who doesn't dream about you know building a game and anything like this so i think it's a uh, it, and it's and um the industry is too young so it's like everything not everything has evolves. to be done but there's still a lot to be done right so uh it's a very cool place to be i think i'll be here forever if i can in the team in this yeah. field for sure uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah it. I, it was by chance i i bumped into this this role and uh yeah it was one of the best things that happened to me so it's pretty cool that's amazing i love it and and managing this portfolio
0: of uh that's a crazy word, but this portfolio of partnerships um, across inside of yeah, yeah, inside of Microsoft, outside of Microsoft, you know that that is a huge part of what you do and a huge value that you bring. But there's two other areas too that I'd like to hit on as well that are just kind of critical to your role on the team. One of those is thinking about strategy, right? Thinking about not just what are we doing, but what should we be doing. And that's a really interesting thing that you, uh, I have the privilege of working with you on very, very closely most weeks. We're talking about what are the most important things that people are asking? What are the trends that are coming that people aren't seeing? What are the, and thinking about, Hey, where is 3d not even exist yet, but maybe there's an opportunity for it to be where there's big web presence. And just looking at things from that lens, you're a huge, huge part of forcing us to think through different lenses than we commonly do, which has been a, a superpower of yours so that's that's one i'm super super glad that you do that for us and then the other one though not quite as sexy in nature is critically important as well is you keep us organized
1: (laughs) and there is a lot of work gosh there mm -hmm. is a lot of work
0: Yeah. In a a team that is as passionate as we are and and maintains a bug first, I think that's a huge thing is we will set aside all work to go chase a bug when it comes up. Uh, Today was a great example, right, David? We had a bug come up and everybody paused their work to go figure out what it was. In that world with that kind of hyper flexibility, it's a huge challenge to organize and keep the engineering into a rhythm. And you help us do that with a degree of excellence that I haven't encountered before. Talk to yeah, us a little bit about
2: that. Honestly, it's, it's, it's not hard at all, because I think, uh, uh, again, because of the passion, uh, I don't have to fight uh, people who don't want, right? Everybody yeah. wants to do the best. We may not agree on some things, right, which yeah. is good, yeah. uh, but nobody just uh, wants something because they want it, right? Yeah. So there is not like the Uh, ego of just being right. So sometimes we push a little bit, but then when we back down, it's totally fine. I think that's also um, very um, healthy. And um, again, I was lucky. And I I think it just showed the best side, right, uh, that we all have in uh, in us. So I think this is good. So I'm just here to put this cadence, this this rhythm, make sure we have those conversations. Uh, Again, because the framework is used by developer and is done by developers, most of the people in the team come up with the new features that we should do um so i'm just helping uh making sure we prioritize them correctly making sure that oh maybe there is this one that we talked about it last time but we forgot about it and it's good to you know uh put it you know at the top right now so um it's really helping and facilitating on um, uh, all this um so it's it's i'm learning on the way too uh which is which is again uh very cool but yeah it's a good um it's a I think it's a very interesting way to uh, develop a product where everybody is um, empowered, everybody is responsible, everybody is is willing, and then we all do stuff wrong and things like this, but then we correct right on the way. So it's pretty cool. I absolutely love
0: it. Your contribution to our our morning routine is to keep us organized and mine is dad jokes.
2: It's yes, a good, it's, it's a good a, combination. <laughs> yeah, I think no, Thomas need...
1: is also responsible yeah. for our communication upward, right? Because we got money from Microsoft. It's not free. So Microsoft has a high on top of that. Yep. And Thomas is definitely a key player of making sure we communicate correctly, uh, respectfully, fairly. Uh, and so Microsoft understands why they need to continue funding this project, right? It's part yep. of our uh,
0: DNA. Yep. That's absolutely true. Okay, Thomas, now for the most difficult part of our podcast a Surprise question. For the there's actually two. Oh. I came up with another one. The two questions no, you know nothing no, nice. about. Sure. Question number 1, coming at you with a complete surprise is in the next 3 years, what is it that you think and want to have happen in the 3D industry? Based on what you see and what you'd like to see, what what does 3 years from now look like holistically? Very high. It's a trap. It's a
1: trap. Uh, <laughs> because we're going to record it and in three years we're going to make fun of you ah! yeah, back to you. <laughs> oh
2: my projects and then see i was right and uh yeah i do not know um i think uh we're at we're at an inception point right now where we have the three worlds of animation game and real time that are all merging together right because of the power of um that is available on the client right so uh we, things become more and more realistic but they're not realistic enough yet on the web so i'm hoping that within the next three years uh we get much closer to uh maybe not triple a game you know uh, on the web but closer to uh you know high very high quality uh, uh rendering uh, experience uh, even more um, on the web so something cool uh Something else is, you know, interconnection of AI and 3D. Uh, I mean, oh, it's like, yeah. it's like metaverse and all these things, right? So I mean, we all see this science fiction movie and they 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 have, a, they go in the future, but there is never AI in those science fiction movie or like just like a robot, a little smart, but then for sure, it'll be much more than this, right? So in Our three years. Our future will not be the one in science fiction for sure. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And then these little things where we're curious to see, right? Those are scared, but um, so... I mean, it's not this in three years, but, uh, you know, helping the creation. One of the big thing I understood is that um, do they still have to create, you know, uh, uh, 3D objects? It takes time. It takes a lot of expertise uh, to be able to more easily capture and create 3Ds. We all see all the nerve and Gaussian splat and, you know, next evolution. Uh, I mean, if we can crack this over the next three years, it'd be a revolution uh, because suddenly uh, it'd be, so easily to build this thing that uh, uh, much more people, uh, including not into the core 3D world, will, uh, will uh, adapt and uh, find usage. Because we just build the technology, but it needs to broad adoption to come up real, real cool usage, right? Uh, so. Yeah, those are some of the two things that just come in come nice, nice answer.
0: Right? Very nice answer. That's quite answer. good. Yeah. yeah, that's quite good for being put on the spot. That's quite good. I'm <laughs> okay. impressed by that. Yeah, quick okay. on your feet. Next one, rapid fire. What's the best Christmas gift? Because, hey, it's holiday time right now. What is the best Christmas gift you have ever given someone? Hmm.
2: Uh, huh. I don't know. This
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were so good on your feet last time.
2: Uh, Best Christmas gift. Uh, maybe you know a surprise right becoming uh uh, to a christmas as a surprise because we live abroad right Uh, i live abroad compared to my family and things like this so i think this can be a very good surprise uh like you know the gift of like when you show up showing up Uh, yes 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 i think that'd be (laughs) knock knock i'm here (laughs) yes true (laughs) you know i did this the other way coming to the u.s once and it was just for one weekend and and the guy at the border said, Why are you coming for a weekend? It's very suspicious. You just have a backpack. <laughs> and you're coming in two days. You're living in two days. What is this? But he goes, OK, let me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, that's good. So you surprise
0: relatives by basically just saying on their door knock, knock, we're here. I like this. That's good. That's amazing. Well, I think that's all the time we got for today. Thomas, on behalf of the entire community, uh, thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do inside of Microsoft for outside of Microsoft for helping keep this massive technology platform organized and also helping give it a future because that's a huge part of what you do
2: yeah well yeah it's it's i'm really just happy to be there you know and be part of this community so uh it's just a, just a small little ant in all this world so it's very cool well it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to, to have you on the yes. team for sure
0: all right everyone we'll call that a podcast thank you so much for checking this out if you haven't had a chance to do so consider subscribing so you don't miss the next one and happy holidays to everybody I'll see y'all soon all right, mm-hmm. see you soon soon.